Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Slash free. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ball to strike away. Here he comes. Cave, a fly ball to right field over his Carroll. He's got it. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. The Diamondbacks have won the National League pennant. And the Fall Classic will return to the desert for the first time in 22 years. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday, talking about everything going on in the sports world. It's amazing that we are into the bye week for the Razorback football team. A lot of people may not know what to do with themselves. Well, I can tell you, you need to buy some tickets to Arkansas and Purdue. That game's going to be in Fayetteville 3 o'clock, and you can hear it right here on 103.7 The Buzz. We'll broadcast it live So uh, as a reminder for there. And also, another reminder, that Out of Bounds is going to be live on location on Friday at the Arkansas Outdoor Expo at Simmons Bank Arena with Camping World. So we really look forward to going out there to Simmons Bank. So if you're going to be in the area, come and check it out and know that uh, they're going to have a, a lot of great things like food and entertainment and have full 50 fully staged RVs. And uh, you can check out a lot more info as you go. To, as you can also have a chance to win an RV from Camping World at go.campingworld.com slash Arkansas RV Expo. So it'll be great to be out there. So be sure to come check it out and come see it. And uh, we always appreciate uh, going out on location, but especially being out there at Simmons Bank Arena. But we know since it's the bye week, there's been a lot of craziness going on with Arkansas football. In fact, I don't think it's any secret that the vast majority of a lot of you listeners and callers and texters have been talking about the football team and the uncertainty of it all and the craziness of it all. And I mean, switching offensive coordinators in the middle of the year, uh, in my knowledge, I don't think that's ever happened really with Arkansas. You've seen head coaches get fired in the middle of the year. You've seen uh, coaches get fired at the end of the season, maybe some uh, adjustments made, but to actually have an OC fired at midway point is uh, new territory for Arkansas, which comes with a lot of anxiety, frustrations, and Possible callings for firings from some of you fans. And it's really interesting to see some of the details on buyouts and whatnot. But we'll talk all about that because we got Andrew Hutchison of Best of Arkansas Sports joining us right now here on Out of Bounds to talk about everything that's going on and try to make sense out of it all. But Hutch, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing good, John. How about you? Well, we're doing great, man. And I, you know, talking about the, we'll get to the buyouts and the details and everything here in just a second, but I'm curious, in your research and everything, it seems to be kind of unprecedented for Arkansas. It happens often in college sports, but can you remember a time where you've seen this significant of an assistant coaching change be made in the middle of a football season? I'm trying to rack my brain and no, I mean, I know there's been head coaching changes, obviously. Everyone remembers. Uh, the 92 season when uh, Jack Crow got fired after the loss to the Citadel, but that was a head coach. Um, and, you know, there's been other kind of examples. Chad Morris got fired with two games left, but again, that's a head coach. So I can't really recall any coordinators. I mean, I'm sure it's happened at some point, maybe, uh, but I don't can't think of anything off the top of my head. More importantly, Andrew, uh, we know that fans are not satisfied right now, and uh, they're looking for not only with the team making some changes, looking for some improvements, but, you know, the camera shots during the game, there was the fan with the thumbs down. Hmm. Were you able to find her? (laughs) Yes, I have identified her. However, uh, I think she's going to uh, remain anonymous, which I will respect her decision. I don't want to 
give any unwanted attention to people that don't necessarily want it. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes I talked to the guy that caught the raccoon uh, at the baseball game a few years ago. I've talked to uh, the, the guy who exchanged emails with Danny Enos, speaking of Danny Enos, earlier <laughs> in the season. Uh, so, I mean, those, those, those are some fun stories. But, again, you know, if someone wants to stay private, then uh, I respect that. Well, I want to ask you about that with the Danny Enos email guy. Like, what was his overall view of it? Because, you know, does he just go in there and try to find his email? And, like, I feel like there's a long process and a lot of effort that has to be put into trying to do something like that. Well, you know, his email was, was publicly available in the, the UARC uh, database thing where you can search, like, any U of A student and then get an email address and, I guess that's how they got it, and I guess he told me that there was a group text with him and his buddies, and as you know how it goes, uh, one of the buddies emailed him and, and got a response but didn't say anything, but then this guy was like, hey, if, if I have some things I want to say, <laughs> and reached out to him and, and gave him his his opinions, and, uh, you know, the, the rest was history. It was, again, I, I look back at that, and I'm just like, man, you know, Ben Enos didn't do anything wrong or illegal or anything like that but it's just a bad look to be emailing a student like that you know just a few hours after the game i mean he was probably still at AT at&t stadium whenever (laughs) those emails were exchanged that's just it just blows my mind that a a head a a offensive coordinator at an sec school would, would do something like that it just shows that these guys are aware of what's going on around them and you know to your point they shouldn't be responding to it, but they are paying attention to the outside noise, and we always hear when there's outside noise, just just let it be. Don't pay attention to it. Or even if, if you do pay attention, you know, to your point there, Andrew, don't respond to it. But it just shows that Dan Enos was in a bad place, and, and knowing how bad everything was around him and the fact that he did respond. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he should also know better than anybody because he was a, a former head coach. Like, he coached at Central Michigan back before he took the Arkansas OC job the first time around. And so, like, he should know that that this position, and, you know, he's coached in the SEC before, he should know this position comes with criticisms. And, you know, if you can't handle it, you know, do what, do what Sam Pittman did. Just, you know, he deleted his Twitter account, and, and I think Sam Pittman's a lot happier because of it. You know, just don't check your email if that's happened, just delete it, and boom, you you just forget about it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all in the past now, I guess. The thing about it is it's going to be criticized either way because we saw that Coach Pittman was criticized mm-hmm. for making that move and deleting social media and getting off. But even Dan Enos and responding, he's criticized. So you're kind of in a no-win situation no matter what you do there. Yeah, it's just kind of t- comes with the territory in the SEC. Yeah, it just means a lot more for a reason. And that's the thing, Hutch, is – like, uh, you know, looking at Dan Enos itself in the disaster area, I know you got to hear from Sam Pittman just like we all did uh, in his press conference and also in his teleconference and everything. Like, just out of your opinion, how, why did it go so badly? Like, we know what Sam Pittman said, but in your opinion, why did it go so badly so quickly and so epically for this Razorback offense this year? I think the style didn't necessarily fit K.J. Jefferson's kind of strengths and everything. I think that had, you know, was maybe at the root of it, but then the fact that, that Sam Pittman brought up multiple times, both on Monday in the press conference and then again today in the teleconference, that, you know, that the offense lost its spirit. I mean, that's a that's a pretty damning, you know, statement there, that they just, they weren't having fun anymore. And that's, that's not good. I mean, football is supposed to be a fun game. You're supposed to enjoy it. And when you're not having fun, you're probably not going to play well. And I think that was evident in some body language. I mean, I, I think we've all seen the, the shot of, of K.J. rolling his eyes during the game. Uh, Pittman even himself said that they were playing like they were dead and that they needed to wake up, and that was at the end of the first quarter of the Mississippi State game. So uh, I think that, that there was a lot to that, that the team just never really were bought into it, and if you don't buy in, then you see a spectacular failure. I mean, I think that we saw a little bit of that with the Chad Morris era, uh, and it may have been a similar situation just on the offensive side of the ball with with Dan Enos the guys just never bought in and uh it was a it was a dumpster fire of epic proportions we know that it's going to be coached a little bit differently they're for the most part they're going to run some of the same things but maybe just change and go about it a different way but what is it that players can do to help with these improvements that they're bringing about right now 
Well, I think if they just really buy in, and it sounds like, you know, that, that there's going to be some buy-in. I mean, hopefully we'll get to talk to some players next week, some offensive players, see what they think about Kenny Guyton. But, you know, Kenny Guyton's a younger guy. Far removed from playing uh, football himself. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to help just in itself. And then, you know, I think the, the condensed playbook that Sam Pittman has talked about uh, could also help as well. You know, you're not trying to do too much. And, you know, with that, you know, the players can could just go play without having to think so much. Uh, so I think that's going to something that could help as well. Uh, but, again, I mean, is it going to be a dramatic turnaround? Or are they going to look like last year's offense overnight? Probably not. But, I would like to think they could be better than scoring three points in an entire game like we saw uh, this past Saturday. Soon with Andrew Hutchinson of the Best of Arkansas Sports here on Out of Bounds. And, Andrew, I, knew, I want to get to the specifics which you wrote up on the on the buyouts for contracts, not only for Pittman but also for Enos. But I'm curious on your opinion on it because we've there's some people that call into this show that are just done with Sam Pittman want him fired. Uh, we've, in fact, that's been going on for a few weeks now. There's some people that say, hey, let's wait to see the season plays out. Let's wait till next year. you got all of the opinions all over the place, but uh, you've been doing this for a while now. What do you think needs to happen for Sam Pittman to keep his job in next season, or do you think he's safe no matter what happens the rest of the year? I don't know if you could say he's safe no matter what, because if you see the team let go of the rope, and, and lose out, which would include a loss to Florida International, which is one of the worst teams statistically in all of college football, uh, then that would be pretty tough, especially whenever that would also knock the buyout down, which I'm sure we'll talk about those details in a second. But uh, I think that would really be worst-case scenario, and I think that would potentially lead to a coaching change. Could a coaching change still happen, even if you go, say, 1-3, and three, beat Florida International, and lose the three SEC games? Potentially, but again, I think it depends on how they play. You know, no one. Again, I'm not talking about moral victories here, so don't don't get it twisted mm. or anything. But if they go out and are competitive, then I think that's like okay, that shows Sam Pittman can keep the ship on track even amidst amid a just god awful season. Whereas, you know, again in the Chad Morris era, those last that last stretch of games. I mean, Arkansas has never led the last like five or six games of the Chad Morris era, and they were losing by. 28, 35 points a game. If that happens, then I think Hunter Yurchak's like, okay, he's lost the team, he's lost the program, it might be time to, to bite the bullet, pay the big buyout, and make a change. But if, as long as they're competitive, they show that they still want the, the play for Sam Pittman, then I think Hunter Yurchak will probably be like, okay, let's give Sam another opportunity to hire an offensive coordinator, You know, whether it's you know Keith Guyton or, or hire another big-name guy to come in and run the offense and see how it goes next year. And I think next year would be a vital, vital year for him, for sure. Going into details about the buyout, is that based on Sam Pittman's overall record or is that conference record where it goes from 75% down to 50% if uh, there's a below 500 record? Uh, is, it, is it based on overall record or is that conference? So it's overall record since 2021. Uh, there was a contract reset after the 2020 season uh, because that was just a weird year with the, the, the pandemic and everything. And you know, they went 3-7 and seven that year. Uh, if you really think about it, they in a normal year, they probably would have gone 6-6 six and because six you wouldn't have played Florida and Georgia. You would have had you know some cupcake games against you know Charleston Southern, guys like that. You were going to go to Notre Dame as, as one of your four non-conference games. Probably not going to win that game. Uh, so say you go three and one in non-conference, three and five in SEC play, you come out to six and six. So I think they kind of came to an agreement that they just were going to reset it. That wasn't going to count towards the buyout calculations. So it starts in 2021, which, as we all know, is a really really good year. They go nine and four. That kind of gave him a little bit of cushion. You know, go, going seven and six last year gives them another game of cushion. Uh, so really, if they go. One and three down the stretch. So if they win just one of these last last four games, then he will be 500 or better. So therefore, his buyout would remain at 75 percent of his remaining contract. That's why I say if they lose out, if they go 0 and four, or let's say they lose, you know, to, to Florida, Auburn, and then Florida International to go 0 and three. At that point, he would get below 500. They could conceivably make a move there before the Missouri game to not even give them a chance to, to get back to 500 uh, and and tweak that buyout. So 
uh, that's kind of what they're playing for right now as far as the buyout is concerned uh, these last four games. So essentially what you're saying, Hutch, to kind of sum it up, that if Arkansas was to fire Sam Pittman after this season no matter what, if he wins one more game this year, they have to pay him about $16.1 million. But if he loses Correct. all of his games, he's only owed $10.7 million. Yes. So that, uh, one, that one game is the difference of $6 million, close to $6 million. That's wild. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, it's, it's a really interesting structure. Like, I don't know of any other coach that has this winning percentage, you know, part in their buyout language. Um, you know, I think it goes back to Hunter Yurchek. If you remember when he, was, when he was hired at his introductory press conference, he talked about buyouts and how he thinks that losing should be for cause whenever it comes to, to terminating a coach. And I think this was his way of kind of including that. Uh, it's just kind of come back a little bit to, to bite him considering it's going to be so close to that 500 cutoff. And, you know, do you include 500, you know, the record with the 75% or do you say 500 or below the 50%? You know, that, that language right there could be the difference, as you said, between, you know, 5 and $6 million. So also looking at the uh, retention bonus that I, I noticed you put in there, which I wasn't, you know, this is something that, you know, you just see a yearly salary and whatnot, but uh, talking about the retention bonuses and how much of a difference it made by winning that bowl game last year against Kansas, I guess that's a pretty significant difference when it comes to how much the buyout would be just because they were able, he was able to win that bowl game from last year. Yeah, winning the bowl game essentially triggered a one-year extension. So instead of going through the 2026 season, he's now through the 2027 season. And it triggered, because it was the seventh win of the year, uh, it triggered a uh, $250,000 raise. Uh, and it's no, important to note that that's a, a raise and not a bonus. So therefore, he went from making $5 million a year to $5.25 million per year uh, over the remainder of his contract, uh, which was again, another five years. And so that tacked on, essentially, that win over Kansas was basically worth, over the life of his contract, $6.25 million for Sam Pittman, uh, which is a lot of money. Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and maybe not compared to other SEC schools, but that's a lot, especially considering it was, you know, Kansas and the Liberty Bowl and not, you know, the Peach Bowl or Cotton Bowl or something like that. Um, so that added to his contract, and of course, whenever you take 75% or 50% of his remaining contract, that's a bigger number. So therefore, your your buyout is going to be larger. Uh, I, I did the math, and it's going to be about $3 million to, if it's the 50%, uh, $3 million more than what it would have been, or uh, $4.5 million more if it, they managed to stay above the uh, 500 or better uh, compared to what it would have been without that extension and automatic raise. Fans are sometimes not satisfied with just getting to a bowl game, but it shows that bowl games matter, you know, with the team, with uh, the coaches when they do have incentives in their contract. Uh, can you give a, a breakdown on Dan Enos's buyout and, and some of the details on that? Yeah, Enos's buyout is basically the remainder of his contract. Like, he gets paid as if he was still here at the U of A coaching football as long as. Uh, you know whether he was here or not. So he, he gets the rest of his contract, which I believe comes out to about $2.8 million. Uh, the key point in that is that it is subject to be offset by future employment. Uh, so he could get another job, and whatever he makes from that job gets reduced from what Arkansas has to pay him. Uh, the unfortunate part of that is, is uh, because it didn't go well here at Arkansas, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, he's probably not going to have a bunch of Power 5 schools knocking down his door to be an offensive coordinator he's probably going to have to be a position coach which we've seen him do before he was quarterback coach at Alabama running back coach at Cincinnati uh, things like that or he could drop down to the the group of five level and go you know, coach in the Sun Belt or the Mac or something like that as an offensive coordinator but again the salaries at those spots I mean you're probably talking three hundred thousand dollars a year something like that that you're going to be not having to pay out of the you know you're paying them about a little over a million a year uh, over the next uh, couple of years, uh, so it's you're still going to be on the hook for quite a bit. But hope, you know, you hope that he can go find a job, and he is required in his contract to go actively look. So he can't just you know sit around at home and do nothing. He has to go actively pursue jobs. But uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see what what he's able to land. So before I let you go, Andrew, just I know it's hard to tell at this point in time, but. 
say if uh, Sam Pittman and gets fired and of course you have this buyout with Enos's buyout, how much does that amount of money impact who they're able to bring in next? Like it, it, we hear about, oh, you don't have the money to do this because you have all these buyouts. Is it as impactful on who you can bring in and how much money you can spend on the next coach because of this, or is that a little bit overblown? You know, I think that it might be a little bit overblown because I feel like the money would be there if you have the right guy. I mean, if you go to the right donors and say, hey, this is who we're trying to hire, and it's a big name, you could probably get the money you need to do it. Uh, Now, if you go say, hey, we're going to go hire another career offensive line coach like Sam Pittman, you're probably not going to drum up as much excitement from the boosters and things like that. Uh, and plus, I mean, you're, I think the money's getting ready to go up a little bit, you know, with the new you know, media deal with ESPN. Uh, so I, I think that you would be able to get someone, especially considering Sam Pittman deserves a lot of credit, you know, whether you like him or not, for riding the ship. I mean, they were in a bad, bad spot when Chad Morris was fired. It, no, one, no one wanted the job. I mean, there's a reason they hired Sam Pittman. Now, you'd like to think that, hey, this is a program that's been competitive. They can win with the right coach. Maybe someone believes they can come in and, and you know get them over the hump and start winning some of those one-possession games that they've been losing. So I think that there would be a better you know, kind of pool of candidates. Uh, plus, I think that there, the money would be there, uh, in my opinion, to, to go hire somebody if you wanted to. Well, it's going to be a wild next few weeks for the Razorback football team. There's no question about it. But Hutch, as always, appreciate you joining us. You can follow him on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at NWA Hutch. You can also check out all of his stuff on bestofarsports.com. Uh, have a good one, Andrew. Enjoy the bye week, man, and we'll see you on Saturday. Sounds good. See you then. All right. Appreciate it. And we got more Out of Bounds coming up on a wide open Wednesday as uh, we'll have some more headline stories, things like that. And, We'll probably do another Razorback ticket giveaway. Give you details on that one, too. It's all coming up next year on Out of Bounds. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. Sports Center. Last night in the NBA, the defending champion Nuggets beat the Lakers 119 to 107. Nikola Jokic picked up right where he left off in the finals as he had a 29 point, 13 rebound, and 11 assist triple double. In the nightcap, the Suns beat the Warriors 108 to 104 behind Devin Booker's 32 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. Tonight, there will be a doubleheader on ESPN. It'll get started at 6 with the Celtics taking on the Knicks. Then at 8.30, Victor Wimbanyama will make his regular season debut as the Spurs host the Mavericks. The Grizzlies will also play their first game of the season, hosting the Pelicans at 7. You can listen to Memphis all season on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore, presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi, deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. RockandRollSushi.com. The Arkansas Outdoor Expo is coming to Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, October 27th through 29th. Tour over 50 fully staged RVs and take advantage of special RV Expo pricing on the top RV floor plans. We'll have RVs starting at less than $5 a day. Food and entertainment, plus a chance to win an RV as part of the ultimate RV giveaway. Learn more at CampingWorld.com slash Arkansas Expo. See dealer for details and disclaimers. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Package Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. 
Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Southern Four Coating presents the Zone Rewind. Tune in Fridays when Justin West discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Ready to transform your patio, porch, or pool deck? Call the pros at Southern Four Coating. Find them online at southernfourcoating.com. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Well, So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down, here comes LSU. KJ, flushed, rolling right, keeps his eyes downfield, throwing deep, got has at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, 5, touchdown Arkansas. There's your play. 59 yards to Lucas on 103.7 The Buzz. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks, and I got to tell you, it's still the month of October. It's getting closer to the end of it, but it is still the month of October, and Guadney Chevrolet still has the popular trade a phone for a car program, and it only lasts until the stroke of midnight on Halloween night on October 31st. So you got to take advantage of this deal because there's nobody else here in the country, I promise you, that are able to get you the finest of Chevrolet vehicles and have a down payment because you have an old phone lying around. So it doesn't matter if it's current phone, flip phone, brick phone, vintage bag phone. You can get anywhere between $500 to $700 in down payment allowance simply by bringing in that old phone into Guatney Chevrolet. And on top of that, all... All of your vehicle purchases will have no payments until after New Year's, so you don't have to worry about having any extra payments the rest of the year. You can live a little bit crazier during the holiday season because you won't have to worry about any car payments on your new vehicle with a Guatney Chevrolet. So think about that. You get a phone, you turn it in to Guatney, you get a lot of money in down payments, and then you get no car payments for the rest of the year, and they still have plenty of inventory on those brand new uh, Equinoxes, 2.9% APR on that. Or if you're still thinking about those 2023 Chevy Silverados, that look really good too. Those are at 0% with approved credit. So check them out today. They are conveniently located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. You can shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. They are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer for a reason. So check them out today again at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's a wide open Wednesday. And uh, I just completely uh, forgot about the fact that we didn't do uh, what's trending in the world of sports in the first hour. Got too busy talking about other things, but that's okay because we can knock it out right now because there's a lot of things happening in the world of sports. 
What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's in the world of sports? We know the NBA is going on, and a little update on the James Harden situation situation as he has rejoined his teammates for practice today but he will not be traveling to either milwaukee or for philadelphia's season opener against the bucks or toronto on saturday but uh, that means the first time he could potentially play this season will be in sunday's home opener against the portland trailblazers so he has made his appearance he has come back i'm sure it's not awkward at all uh, but he it's is not, in attendance it's not because he's drawing that check mm-hmm. no, <laughs> i mean he's 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 getting his money he's getting his money uh but I mean, I, I don't know. I still believe, I guess, he's going to end up playing for him, and then that's it. Like, are they going to trade him? I don't know. I they, don't know what They are eventually going to move him. It's just not the right time now. And any teams that are interested, the Clippers were the teams that were was the team that was most interested. But if there are any other teams, they're going to draw interest by seeing James Harden on the court and what he's actually do, what, what he's actually able to do playing for that team that he doesn't want to be with. So... He has to put it all on display. They have to try to win games. In that sense, it can be awkward, but they're going to be professional about it and try to win games, and he's going to try to put his best play on display so he can get out of there. So he's got a little incentive to do that. Um, I'll just be curious to see what team he ends up with uh, when that ha- whenever that happens. But still, just a very weird situation with James Harden there in Philadelphia. Uh, also, in some other news... Talk about the World Series being officially set. You'll have the Arizona Diamondbacks taking on the Texas Rangers. And we also have a little college football news and talk about the, the military academies. Army apparently is going to be joining a conference. They are going to be joining the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. They have voted to add Army into the league, but only as a football member, a football-only member starting in the 2024 season, and they are going to serve as a replacement for SMU, who, of course, joined the ACC to play next year. So, uh, good good thing for uh, Army, and, you know, we've seen some independents and teams that have been independents, but, you know, BYU, no longer an independent, and Army no longer an independent. So, I think the reasons for having independents, unless you're Notre Dame, seem to have uh, ceased, <laughs> and everyone's trying to join some conferences. So Everybody's making big moves. That's what college football is now. Ma- making big moves so they can get that big money is, is what it comes down That's to. what it's all about. Uh, also in some NFL news, I laugh about this and how it's quoted, but Jim Irsay of the Indianapolis Colts says the NFL admits incorrect calls during the Colts' loss to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he says that they, the NFL admitted and understand that two pivotal calls at the end of the game uh, ended, uh, were incorrect. He posted the statement on X uh, on Tuesday night. He says uh, he was likely referring to the um, get to get further clarification on the illegal contact and the defensive pass interference call in the final minute. Uh, but he uh, just put up a statement that they admitted that they were incorrect. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you still lost. But I guess it's good to have that type of accountability to have the NFL say that. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. But <laughs> yeah, that that's a it's a win that could possibly cost them the division because they would have been in a good position with winning that game within the division and we know that uh the jags titans you, you know the texans it's really competitive between those four teams and uh some baseball news we know with uh, the world series already been set but it looks like sean casey will not be returning as the new york yankees hitting coach next season citing desire to spend more time with his family <laughs> And, and the Yankees brass was probably happy about that also. Yeah. He's happy on one end that uh, he's going to be able to spend more time with family. But, you know, it's probably one of those settlement agreement type deals where he steps away and goes out on his own terms. I'm not saying it went down that way, but I just, in my mind, I have it play out where they sit down and be like, hey, okay, Sean, you, you, you want to spend time with your family, right? Would, it, would you like it if you spend more time with your family? You know, seeing your kids grow up? Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We can even pay you some money to do that. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like you're not stepping away from all the money that was on your contract. We we got something for you. Yeah, we just want you to be happy with your family. You know, and, and this way, listen, it's a tough decision, but here you go. We'll make it work. But uh, that's, again, I don't think that's a deci- how the conversation went, but it would be funny if that happened. But in other NFL news, too, pretty significant NFL news, that Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. 
And the 49ers coach, Pal Shanahan, said today that it's jeopardizing the second-year quarterback status for their game against the Bengals. But they're having. he said that uh, Purdy was having symptoms on Monday night on the plane ride home from Minneapolis. He's feeling better, according to Shanahan. He'll take part of some aspects today in the practice and in the walkthrough. There's still time for him to clear pro, uh, concussion protocol. But if he can't go... It's Sam Darnold time for San Francisco. Adam Schefter gave an update on it where he said that the last time an NFL player came back within a week and being in concussion protocol, it's been over a year since that happened. Now, NFL season just started, so the timeline does match that. But he said, you know, if you think about going through the remainder of the season last year and then getting to where we are now, it's been over a year since a player was able to do that. So, all indications would point to Sam Darnold starting the next game for the Niners. They're going to play at home against the Bengals. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't uh, – I know Sam Darnold from when he was a, a Jets player, but uh, I always looked at it as Darnold is a serviceable backup quarterback who is capable of being able to do some things. With, but here's the thing with the amount of weapons that San Francisco has. I'm not saying that Sam Darnold will come and set the world on fire, but there's worse situations to be in as a backup quarterback than what you have with San Francisco. Especially with Kyle Shanahan running the show there and controlling the offense. And, and uh, we know that he is a great offensive play caller, and they do have a talented team. So... You would expect that a veteran quarterback could go in there because we've said that that's a quarterback-friendly system and they, it almost seems like you could plug anybody in and they could have success. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that's why they brought Sam Darnold to the Niners. And then if for some reason something happened with Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen is there, another veteran backup quarterback. Yeah, well, San Francisco, we know they've had plenty of uh, quarterback injuries and issues as they have in the past year or so, but... Uh, they got guys that are capable of stepping in there. And uh, also, uh, I thought this was pretty fascinating, too, from the college football aspect, that Brian Kelly, the LSU head football coach, said that he has encouraged the SEC to adopt headset communication, uh, but apparently his efforts have gone nowhere. He's frustrated that they can't use the technology, which is readily available, which effectively would eliminate the practice of stealing signs, because we know that's a deal with Michigan. He says, it's silly, it's silly, meaning my genuine feeling is that we have too many smart people that have looked at this and said that we should be doing it, but we actually haven't taken the time to make it move forward. It was amazing that college football didn't already have that. I know. I'm surprised by that. And knowing that if the technology's there, I don't know if it's it's a simple thing to do or or whatnot, but my thing is, is if the NFL's doing it and the NFL's not having any issue with it, then surely major college football should be able to do the same thing when it comes to headset communication. And and it's not, you know, like Brian Kelly said, he tried to convince the SEC. We're talking about where there are differences within conferences. It shouldn't be that. It should be college football as a whole. Everybody has communications and, and has headsets where they can make that happen with the mics and the helmets and they can communicate with the players. He also said uh, that when he was talking about Michigan and uh, if uh, he was asked whether the efforts rose to the level of what Michigan's accused of when he said people would try to you know steal signs from him, he says, who knows, but this isn't the first time we've heard of sign stealing. Whether there is proposed sign stealing or people were buying tickets to the other games, this is all part of why I don't think this should have even been part of the equation because we should just have that technology. So uh, he's got a great point. Uh, maybe this was the deal with Michigan kind of is what sets that in motion a little bit to, to start having headsets and start having reasons to uh, eliminate any sort of sign stealing, or maybe you just don't steal signs. Uh, could, could be that if you're Michigan. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless. Oh, yeah. It's been happening ever since the beginning of time, so I doubt it's going to change anytime soon. So there you have it. There's what's trending in the world of sports. And I tell you what, we're about to take a break, but we have three tickets. Don't worry, they're together. Three Arkansas and Purdue tickets left, so we're just going to give you a three-pack. You know, it's not a pair, it's not four, it's a three-pack. So if you and the wife and the kid... Something like that wants to go to the game. We'll make it easy on you as well. Just be the first caller, 501-661-1037. First caller right now, you get three tickets to Arkansas and Purdue this weekend in Fayetteville. We'll get you hooked up with those, and it'll be a great time up there in Fayetteville for that game. So there's our ticket giveaway, and we'll be letting you know if we have any more tickets to give away tomorrow. But as of right now, we're fresh out. So hopefully it ends up being a sellout when it's all said and done. But we'll take our final break here on Out of Bounds. We'll get to three and out, some headlines, some storylines, some things you didn't get into. Close up shop and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. It's all coming up next.
price when buying tires. Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted, don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Matt Steele in Bryant, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Justin Stewart in Malvern today. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go on online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit Smoke on the Water B. BQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations, state funds, and Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. We're celebrating one year of Lotto, the jackpot game that's only one in Arkansas. For a limited time, ask for the Lotto Bundle to get one play free when you buy three. That's four plays for only six bucks. You could be the next Lotto jackpot winner, like our $2.3 million winner from Sebastian County or our $999,000 winner from Pulaski County. So don't miss your chance. Ask for the Lotto Bundle today. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And I got to give a little credit to... 
to this particular individual. I don't know who it is, but you know, with this whole Michigan story about them stealing signs and the the operation that went into it, it's a pretty wild one. But the weirdest thing about it is that there was a message board poster. Yes, message boards are still a thing. On VolQuest on three, which is actually Eric Kane, who's come on our show, covers the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, that's the website that he works for. But a poster, December first, twenty twenty two, came up with this whole story about how there was one of my little brother's friends was a scout for Michigan, and they paid for him to travel to the UT Vandy game, and you know, kind of went through this whole weird deal in a story, and everyone kind of blew him off. Ah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But now seeing back that Michigan, that one of the teams that they were scouting was Tennessee, and that they were actually sent, and that there's some evidence behind it, people are starting to say, wow. So if they would have just listened to that message board poster, he actually knew what he was talking about. For once, a message board poster knew what they were talking about. But pretty crazy that that was over a year ago, and if people just would have saw that and taken it seriously, they may have could have caught it early. Seahawks are signing linebacker Frank Clark to a one-year deal. Frank Clark, he began his career with the Seahawks, most recently played for the Broncos. They released him on October 14th. He had a one-year contract with the Broncos for 5.45 mil. And uh, he played in only a couple of games with limited snaps on defense. But now a bit of a reunion going back to play for the Seahawks. So there was a, a college baseball player and uh, the college that he uh, attended or was trying to try out for to make the baseball team uh, was renamed, remaining nameless. But... Uh, when he tried it out, he didn't make the baseball team. He didn't make it. Uh, but the email that was sent by the coach was pretty incredible. The email says, quote, Thanks for reaching out. You were not kept past the, past the tryout based on ability. As I mentioned at the tryout, we would only retain people if we thought they would be able to help us win games this year. We did not feel that way based on your tryout. As for the future, your ability was very, very far away from being considered to be part of our roster. Your fastball range is around 68 to 70 miles an hour. Our players are usually 88 to 90 at a minimum. Your offensive performance was equally distant from what it takes to be a part of our team. And being perfectly honest, playing college baseball is not a realistic expectation for you, especially at the D1 level. I apologize for the bluntness, but I feel that honesty is important here. Thanks again for your interest, and I hope your classes are going well this fall. So not that I have any issue with what the coach said, but it's just funny to see it all laid out and just very blunt, being like, you can't do anything. You can't help us. You're not even close. You, uh, you're so far away from even being relative to even getting a chance on this team. But uh, good luck the rest of the way. Sometimes brutally honest takes like that is the best way to lay down somebody, especially when they failed at a tryout. Georgia has landed a five-star recruit in basketball, Asa Newell, who is uh, 6'9 forward at Montverde. He, uh, he says, I believe in Coach White and what he's doing with the program. He chose Georgia over Gonzaga, Alabama, Texas. But he also went on to say, my brother is on the team and has been v- very positive about the program and how it is daily. I've seen how his body and game have changed. I was born in Atlanta but lived in Athens for 10 years. It's home for me. Yes, they've won back-to-back national championships in football. That's great. But there's also a hunger for Georgia basketball to be great. I want to build a legacy at Georgia. So, love the crime stories, especially when people are uh, getting caught, because at the end of the day, people who break the law need to be caught and tried and punished and all that. But I will give a shout-out to these four men, according to the New York Post. They've been charged for allegedly swiping $234,500 in dimes. Dimes, which is over 2 million dimes, mind you, uh, from a tractor-trailer. And also, it's the latest of oddball heists, because in the same crew, they've also been accused of swiping truckloads of beer, tequila, and even a trove of frozen shrimp with six refrigerators. So, sometimes they may not even know what's going on inside, but I can't imagine what you would do with over two million dimes. And, and how do you make that work? And how do you even carry that? I have so many questions, but they didn't get away with it. But at least, uh, who, and also, who's carrying around $2 million worth of dimes? Or $2 million dimes? Because it wasn't a bank, it wasn't a business. So, anyways, just lots of questions, but they ended up getting caught, so it didn't matter in the end. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski has revealed that P.J. Walker is going to start this week against the Seahawks as the Browns take on the Seahawks. He originally said that uh, Deshaun Watson was on track to make the start and that Deshaun was going to be the starter. 
But now they've changed course and said that they're going to focus on rehab for Deshaun Watson and trying to get him healthy for the remainder of the season. So P.J. Walker making another start. Last game, the Browns played against the Colts. Deshaun Watson actually did start the game, but he took a hit during the game where P.J. Walker came in in relief, and the Browns went on to win the game against the Colts. So I, I guess the strike's still going on. Uh, for This is the U.S. Actors Union is still on strike. I, I can't keep up with this, but either way. Uh, they're still on strike, and the SAG-AFTRA, uh, the part of the union, warned its members that dressing up as their favorite film or television character this Halloween could break the strike rules. It says the union issued a guide to its 160,000 members to ensure that they don't inadvertently break strike rules on Halloween and promote studio content without a fair contract. Choose costumes inspired by generalized characters and figures like a ghost or a zombie. And the guide, advi- the guide advised it. And adding that members should not post photos of costumes struck by content or on social media. And the response to that was everyone telling them to basically get bent. And I, again, I, don't, I know the strike is worth something and they're probably very upset by something. But I don't feel like dressing up in any sort of Halloween costume, especially if it's a character of a costume of some sort of movie or production, whatever. doesn't matter. I don't think that's going to break your cause, but that's about as ridiculous as I was expecting it to be when it comes to anything that's going on in Hollywood. Cher gave some details about her relationship with her boyfriend, A.E., Alexander Edwards, who is 37 years old and Cher is 77, so there's a 40-year age gap. She says, sometimes I'm talking to him and he has no idea what I'm talking about. Just the other day I asked, do you know who Clark Gable is? He said, yes, of course. She said, but... A lot of times they'll be talking about things and he'll look at her and go, I wasn't born yet. So uh, she did describe him as being reserved and obviously more shy than she is. But she said, we have a great time together. We can talk about music. We can talk about everything. He's got a great sense of humor and he has the cutest son in the world. We just get each other. So, Quincy Avery is the private quarterback coach for Deshaun Watson, and Brady Quinn, who we know has been on Fox, he says, everybody with a medical opinion has cleared Deshaun Watson. Situation is similar to a kid getting a $230 million trust fund. You ask him to get a job, and they have no incentive to do it, is what Brady Quinn said of Deshaun Watson. Quincy quote tweeted that and said, Brady, let's be real. Uh, You don't know what the bleep you're talking about, and sit behind a microphone gossiping like a little high school chick. Brady Quinn responds, and they get kind of in a back and forth, saying, come talk to me anytime you want in person. I got an open invitation. Quincy says, I just seen you Saturday. I don't have anything that you want to talk about. I'm telling you, you are getting things that you don't know. Talking to an, about another man who doesn't know you is weak. He says, well, I didn't see you. He says, point being, Brady responds with, how about we massage this conversation and get it to a happy ending? Does it sound satisfactory? So <laughs> Brady Quinn coming with a little bit of heat there on Twitter. Richard Roundtree, actor, has passed away at 81. He's most famously known for playing Shaft. So, uh, had a great long career, but he's passed away at the age of 81 after a battle with cancer. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Back by popular demand. Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride, and we'll give you even more value 